Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us today. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about cities and the extraordinary measures that cities go to to lure big companies to locate within those cities. Uh, We recently saw the Amazon sweepstakes sweep the country. Every major city was competing to get a second headquarters for that company within their borders. We were part of that here in Detroit. In the end, the the winners were not very surprising. New York and Washington, D.C., two places that win over and over at things like this, uh, ended up getting HQ. Two, uh, we're going to talk about what that looks like from cities' perspectives. Uh, why should we continue to play this game with corporations? Uh, we're going to talk with uh, a writer from City Lab who's studied this stuff really closely. We're also going to talk with someone from Crane's Detroit Business about our pitch to Amazon and whether that was worthwhile. You're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation, which will get started at about 25 or 30 past the hour. But first today, for the third year in a row, the FBI is reporting a spike in hate crimes in the United States. There has also been a 37% increase in hate crimes that are driven by anti-Semitism, from the attack on a Pittsburgh synagogue to a photo that appeared just last week of dozens of high school boys in Wisconsin holding up the Nazi salute. Anti-Semitism is still very real here in America, and it is echoed around the globe. Each year, the Metro Detroit Jewish Community Relations Council invites an Israeli journalist or policymaker to give a speech here about the connections between that country and ours. This year, it's Gil Hoffman, who is a chief political analyst at the Jerusalem Post. He's from Chicago, but has been living in Israel. He was called the most optimistic man in Israel by Israeli Television. Gil Hoffman, welcome to Detroit Today. Pleasure being with you, Stephen. Let's start with that that uh, description of you. The most optimistic man in Israel. Why are you called that? Well, look, uh, it's not because I think peace is going to you know, pop up around the corner, uh, but uh, I'm a, a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, and uh, my grandparents wish they could have been raised in Israel, and I'm raising beautiful children in Israel, uh, in a Jewish state, seeing how a country that started with nothing is now one of the leaders in the world economically and a great place to raise a family and everything. And that gives me a lot of hope. Hmm. Uh, we, we have some news out of Israel today. Uh, there has been uh, a, a spat going on on the border with Gaza for a, for a while, mortar, mortar being fired across. There was a ceasefire announced this morning and then a change in the Israeli cabinet as well. Uh, before we get into a deeper conversation about some other things, catch us up on what is actually happening. Okay, so uh, we have a ceasefire that has been lasting now. Uh, and it looks like uh, the violence that there was coming out of the Gaza Strip, where they've fired more than 400 rockets at Israeli civilians, has ended for now. And hopefully they'll be calm for the residents of the South who had to endure a very difficult time of having to run for their lives and stay in sealed rooms for an extended period of time, which is not easy. Uh, But there was a security cabinet meeting in Israel to accept that ceasefire. And at first, uh, Netanyahu's people leaked from the meeting that it was a unanimous decision. And then the defense minister said, absolutely not. And he's now quit the government to protest what he said was surrendering to terror. Hmm. Uh, Of course, that fits into the larger context of the conversation about 
about Israel, the way it relates to its neighbors, and also Jews, uh, not just in Israel, but here in America and around the globe and uh, some of the challenges they face. I wonder what you make of the recent spate of stories about anti-Semitism and hate crimes against Jews here in America. As I said in the open, it's something that's on the rise. Uh, and and I, I, I am always curious how people in other countries see what's going on here. Well, uh, absolutely. You know, we, we look in Israel at American Jews as being so established over here that, that, that you'd think that there wouldn't be a problem anymore. Uh, but uh, never again, that has been said since the Holocaust, was always a, a, a wish, it, it wasn't a promise. And uh, there's always been latent anti-Semitism over here um, that now is coming out more and more, and uh, I can understand people being worried about it. There's anti-Semitism from the right, there's anti-Semitism from the left, there's anti-Semitism that comes from people's feelings against Israel that, that affects American Jews, and in the end, uh, the only place where Jews are, are totally safe is where they protect themselves. That's in Israel. Uh, do you think that uh, what we're seeing here in America reflects a global change or, or a global um, pivot, I guess, to, to, to more of this kind of thing rearing its head? Uh, no, uh, there's different phenomenon going on in Europe that, that don't have to do with what's going on over here. There, there is a Donald Trump factor a little bit there, though, though some people exaggerate it for their political reasons. And um, around the world in general, things are better for Jews. And, and so what do you think sort of explains that, that anomaly here then? Well, uh, you know, for a long time, things were swept under the rug, and now maybe people feel a little bit more comfortable in, in expressing their extremism, and uh, hopefully that's a temporary thing, and uh, things will go back to normal. I, I hope that it won't be allowed to fester. Mm. Okay. Uh, you, you just covered the elections uh, in Jerusalem and have been writing about mm -hmm. Israeli elections in recent weeks. What's the political mood in Israel right now? Uh, what, what's going on there? Netanyahu is meeting right now with his different partners in his governing coalition, trying to stabilize things and avoid going to an early election. Our election is set for a year from now, and I, as the political correspondent who covers elections, works pretty much 24 hours a day when there are elections, <laughs> wouldn't mind if they at least will wait for me to come back home from Detroit. Um, but uh, it, it, if I'm Netanyahu, after having an escalation in the South that ended with him... Uh, keeping things calm and, and not going into Gaza the way he had a lot of pressure to do from the right, from the people living there in the south who've been suffering from the rocket fire. If I'm Netanyahu, I don't want to go to an election anytime soon, certainly not when he looks soft. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the title of your speech that you're going to give today is American and Israeli Jews, a growing divide. I wonder, I wonder what you mean by that and, and what you will tell the folks who show up for the speech. I mean, sure, the, the statistics are obvious, Stephen. Israel has the second highest approval rating for Donald Trump in the world after the Philippines. 69% uh, of Israelis view him favorably. Uh, that's a lot higher than the United States in general, obviously, and, and, and American Jews voted for Donald Trump less than any other group in the United States, and they're quite proud of that fact. And that creates tensions. Yeah. And what is the what is the enthusiasm for Donald Trump about in Israel? I know that that it was very popular there for him to to move the embassy. Uh, but are there other things that 
Israeli Jews see that they are excited about in Donald Trump. I mean, foreign policy, uh, you know, moving the embassy is the ultimate consensus issue. The Israelis want the entire world to recognize Jerusalem as our capital, as it's been for 3,000 years, but it's also breaking the Iran deal, uh, which uh, Israelis were very worried about, would have long-term ramifications that could create a nuclear umbrella for Iran over the region that would endanger the entire world, and they think perhaps the sanctions will stop that from happening. And uh, the, the UN and other international organizations were used to disproportionately single out Israel, condemn Israel, and Nikki Haley has done a lot to stop that at the UN, and uh, Israelis really appreciate that as well. So, and so that conflict between what Israeli Jews see in Donald Trump and what uh, Jewish citizens of this country see, wh- wh- what do you make of the, the, the effect of that, right? What's the, what's the dynamic that grows out of it? Well, Israelis move further and further to the right on the political map, and American Jews move further to the left. And uh, there can't be a healing process while this is going on, Stephen. As long as Donald Trump is the president of the United States, and as long as Netanyahu is divisive in his own right, it remains prime minister of Israel, it's not going to get better. Hmm. Uh, is there a nationalist uh, dimension to, to to things in in Israel the way that there is here with Donald Trump? In other words, uh, he has he has excited the part of our electorate that that thinks very strongly about American nationalism. Uh, of course, uh, Israel Israel's sense of nationalism is different anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but is that one of the things that that excites people there about our president? Oh, I think it goes both ways. Uh, on the one hand, they like having an American president who is really aligned himself with Israel, made it clear to the world that Israel is his closest ally. On the other hand, Israelis want America to lead the world, and if you're isolated, you're not leading the world very well. And the stronger America is, the better it is for Israel long term, and that's not really happening right now. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be a real tension between the idea of Israel's interests and the, the spirit of Donald Trump's leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, if, if Israel says that, the, that his policies on foreign policy are smart and right and going to make the world a better and safer place, but the rest of the world doesn't, then in the end, there ends up being a contradiction. Mm. Uh, I, w- I wonder if we could talk a little about your personal oh. story. Uh, you were born here, is that right? Yes. Uh, in, in America and then moved uh, to Israel. Uh, talk about uh, that move to Israel. Talk about how you got started in journalism. Well, you know, I had to be where I cared about the news. Uh, I was raised by Israeli parents in Chicago. I grew up watching Nightline in my crib and Maybe if I, I was watching cartoons like other kids, maybe I'd be a healthier person, but it, it definitely set me up to care a lot about the news and especially care about it in Israel. So I got a degree from Northwestern, uh, the, the top journalism school in the United States, and uh, used it to have a fun political career where I get to watch history as it ha- happens from my office in the Knesset, the Parliament Building of Israel, and I've been doing that now for 20 years. And you were a journalist here uh, for a bit as well. I wonder what you make of the difference between the role of the press in America and the role mm. of the press uh, in Israel. Really, I, you know, lately the press is under attack in, in both Israel and the United States. So the, you're seeing the same kind of uh, dynamic there. Sure. Netanyahu attacks the media constantly and tries to unite the people against them in order to help them out politically. Donald Trump is obviously the same strategy, and uh, it's not easy when you're uh, under attack to do your job. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Gil Hoffman. He's a chief political correspondent and analyst for the Jerusalem Post. He's going to be the keynote speaker at uh, American and Israeli Jews, a Growing Divide, hosted by the Jewish Community Relations Council, AJC. That's taking place at 7 p.m. today, Wednesday, November 14th at Temple, Emmanuel and Oak Park. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we will work you into the conversation. Um, I, I wonder what uh, you see for the the sort of immediate future in terms of uh, not just Israeli-U.S. relations, but the sort of internal politics in Israel. Um, are, are we headed toward a time of instability, do you think? Um, th- th- there are a lot of people in this country, I think, who are, who are fearful of that because of our leadership. Are you seeing the same things there? Uh, for me as an Israeli, coming from Israel to here, uh, it's interesting that I'm going from a place that's become less intense politically to a place that's become more intense politically. You know, I've spoken in 50 states. I've gotten to see how the people in the red states and the people in the blue states don't like each other very much, and then people are jealous of the people in the purple states who actually decide the way things are going to go. Uh, the relationship between Israel and America has to be bipartisan. That bipartisan nature is the key strategic asset for Israel. Mm. And at a time when Americans are more divided, it's very easy for Israel to just get drawn up into that divisiveness, and uh, that would be very harmful to U.S.-Israel relations. Mm. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Aaron in Southfield. Aaron, welcome to Detroit. Hi. Hey. I just really want to thank Gil for his uh, his talk tonight, and I think what he's really pointing on is that hate breeds hate, whether it's here in the U.S. or Israel. Um, hmm. uh, Aaron, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Gil, is that is that sort of at the core of the message you want to deliver tonight? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, uh, you need to crack down on hate, not, not let it spread. Uh, and uh, hate uh, against one group leads to hate against another group. And if you have too much tolerance of that, uh, then uh, that's only going to make it worse. And uh, we have to be spreading the love, Stephen. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. 7 p.m. That's tonight at uh, the Temple Emmanuel in Oak Park. Gil Hoffman, chief political correspondent and analyst for the Jerusalem Post. Uh, people can show up and hear what you have to say. Indeed. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Up next, Amazon is setting up shop at new headquarters in D.C. and New York City. No one should be surprised by that, but we all tried to compete to have it happen in our cities, leaving a lot of people feeling cold and a little bamboozled. We'll talk about how cities reacted to the possibility of landing Amazon next and talk about how we spread opportunity a little more fairly. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.